Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, so as you know, possibly this is the second part of the induction ceremony episode for 2017, so we're going to just jump into it and we're going to be starting from the halfway point from 2017 with the uh, very funny Scott Gardner. Uh, if you're listening to this and you didn't listen to last week's, weird, listen to that yeah, one and then back. listen to this. Uh, guys, it's news to me that we're doing a two-parter, so you know what? Welcome to the following week. Well, here we are. All right. Uh, you're going to pick up in the middle of the goddamn shit. <laughs> here comes what? Pac. You should cut that. <laughs> no, it's all being in. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. We have watched the second half of the 2017 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony. And wow, what a second half it was. I hope we are have moved on from the first half because I don't think I remember it. I think now yeah. I can't remember. <laughs> there was we a moment where I forgot that it was still 2017 in the that we were still watching the 2017 induction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's uh, really been the running theme of watching these is we forget what has happened uh, almost immediately because it's such a investment time wise yeah Mm -hmm. wow it's almost like it's totally okay if you completely forget everything that happened and someone shouldn't give you a hard time about it yeah especially if it's something so uh clear that you brought it up before (laughs) anyway (laughs) do you think anyone sits and watches these like like how big clearly it must be a profitable (laughs) well you do yes but you know a regular person yes i know yeah is it it must be watched enough that the the contract with hbo is you know continuing right Mm -hmm. i i have always thought listen i have my own problems (laughs) and that like i really enjoy this but i do think this is like a great thing to put on in the background when like you're visiting your parents or like your parents are visiting you like i think it is perfect (laughs) it is perfect background if you want to put something on the tv and like you're not sitting down to watch something, but something's on, and it can like f- it can fill the spaces in between the deafening you know. s- that would have otherwise been deafening silence, or just something to like. Let's uh, let's say your parents are in town for four days. It's or something, like a House you know? Hunters episode. <laughs> yeah, you can talk over it, and it's fine. But it's also it's it can be compelling, and you can be like, oh, look, look, who who's that? And then you know, it can drive a, a conversation. Yes, can, like this conversation starters if there's a lull. Thank you, Scott. Uh, except mine would just be my dad complaining about how none of them are, uh, they're all no talents compared to Chicago. Unless we watch, <laughs> unless it was the Chicago year. Right, and then uh, um, he'd be on his feet. Yeah, but tune out as soon as they're. Uh, but yeah, and this rap junk. I mean, this Tupac. Speaking of which, guy. that's the second half started oh with gosh. the induction of Tupac. Yeah, Shakur. Uh, apologies for my error Shakur. earlier. <laughs> Called him Shakur. Shakur for sure. Uh, great package. And uh, oh my gosh, honestly, the Tupac package was incredible. And I said during the during it, wow, it is so sad that he's gone. Mm-hmm. It really just drove it home. What. A talented and important person he was. Yeah. And uh, one of the great losses in, in music. A, a body of work like that was less done in less time than the Beatles were 
together. He died at 25. Yeah, it's wild. God, that's not it's a hard lot to really wrap your head around that. He was that young, and the people like still like find all this wisdom and yeah. And well, what and he that's said the thing. And... He was very. I mean, he was a really he was a conscious rapper in a not preachy way, and I think mm-hmm. that is why people. Uh, you know connected to him he was real but he also he did he had uh a, like a, a consciousness to what he was saying especially in his earlier works i thought it was really interesting i'm just kind of coming to this now looking like listening to snoop's speech and stuff about it like that so snoop dog inducts him yes gives so, a great speech so snoop dog inducts him and gives a great speech but he kind of ramps up like he he gets up there and it's, it starts a little book reporty yeah and it's stilted uh and he's clearly reading but like it gets to it gets to some stories that are just undeniably uh fun yes, and great but it is interesting because kind of like when tupac joined death row and like started rolling with like snoop and and dre Sh- and, and Knight. It was kind of a very different turn for him and his career and the kind of music he was making. It actually became more pop, mm-hmm. not more like more like mainstream gangster rap. Yeah. Whereas before, it was he, when he was on his digital own, digital underground, was, and then coming out of that, yeah. And and kind of his own like solo work prior to that. I just I think it it, it like he really he went hard into the kind of like party gangster rap scene, mm-hmm. California Love like uh America's gangsters wanted gangsters yeah. party like all of those songs are just much more commercial and like gangster rap and i think of like tupac yeah. as his earlier more poetic and again it's crazy to talk stuff. about a 25 year old's early years yeah well and i just <laughs> think know? about i know that i don't know but i imagine that he would have come back around to a more um to like melding the two and kind of mm-hmm. i just it is such a shame that we will not get to see his take on what's happening in the world today yeah and that we didn't mm. get there would have been a, an era that was tupac returns to his roots yeah you know and that God, what yeah. when people think of him they think of california love and stuff and it's just like that's fine it's but a great track it's a great track but he was more than that exactly well this the whole uh, piece and the alicia keys performance that followed it it's all um uh it's all a testament that you you really know who he is and i i wrote down how it feels like this is why you need uh rappers to keep being part of these ceremonies, I think, is because there's a real emotional core there. We just watched Yes, and Yes was cool, and ELO was cool, but, like, I don't know who Jeff Lynn is. I really like what he does, but, yeah. like, there's no real anything to the music. It's just, hey, cool, and cellos on guitar, but, you like... You do not learn anything about his personality or his experience I have through no his music idea. at all. And some people are not about that artistically, and, and I can that's respect fine. that, but, yeah. like, you feel it, uh, you know, when you're committing to a gigantic affair like this, <laughs> to have, like, right in the middle, the, an emotional core where, like, yes. wow, and then from just a cool keyboard solo to a guy who really puts himself out there and is really what pulls on mm-hmm. the heartstrings of this ceremony. Yeah, a, a true artist too. i will also say something from the package that happened right up early was a tupac saying look i i was i was aggressive i was relentless i would put my mix i would put my tape on anywhere and just start rapping in the middle of a conversation <laughs> <laughs> oh man the middle of a conversation <laughs> you were the worst uh, uh. S- some highlights from snoop dogg's induction speech uh tupac gave him his first blunt he'd been using zigzag, zigzag papers and then also that they went parasailing, not knowing what parasailing was, and then got freaked out when they started going to the air. Yeah. Uh, that that was really also, silly. Also, the casual way with which Snoop says, I had just beaten my case, and Suge took me and Pac down to South America to blow off some steam. <laughs> <laughs> we're all like, yeah. what? Uh, and also kind of like Snoop really like being like, and I said to Suge, you get Pac out of jail and bring him over here. We're going <laughs> to sign him to Death Row Records right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what an insane life to be leading. Yeah. Uh, but And then during this parasailing story, uh, I, I think during that, a, a cutaway to 
old Joan Baez uh, uh, watching and enjoying. Really, like, well-timed, yeah. funny cutaway. We check in with, with Joan in the speech and during the performance, too. Yeah. And she's, and she's grooving. She's, she's into it. She's the only one that I want them to cut away to in the audience. Like it's a, it's a moment that can only happen at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and it's the kind of moment you want to see. Yeah. This one has, like, a, a fun, legitimate culture clash. And also, in a way, though, aren't Joan Baez and Tupac similar they're both it's a it's a pared down Sexual. presenting themselves political statement and their and, era and yeah uh, yeah yeah joan Baez, who could have been inducted the first year and tupac who only could have been inducted starting this year right as as mm. vast yeah. of a eligibility period as it could get wow hmm. it's kind of a um, venn diagram here in a way yeah uh and then the performance we have alicia keys on the piano doing a medley and it's cool i really it's unexpected like it. It's cool. It um, she pulls a classic Alicia Keys where she kind of like vamps and then talks over her yeah, little as piano vamp as she's sing talking. She's like, "I didn't know Tupac, and I wish I had." But you know, and I and she just and it it really is like that part when she's like, "And I go into the diner every day." You know, it is just, <laughs> it's, it's very just Alicia. like Alicia Keys. And at this point, I'm saying to myself, "This is really fun." But if nobody comes out and raps, I'm <laughs> going to be upset. <laughs> Truly they fucked up. Really long because the medley is long. It's good yeah, though. I'm not in, mad about yeah, it. Here, uh, I ain't mad at mm-hmm. you. Mad at you. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, and she sings that. Yeah, the medley is ambitions as a writer. I get around. I ain't mad at you, dear mama, and changes. Which Don't without the rapping, changes is just the way it is by Bruce Hornsby and the Rings. Yeah. Doing Bruce and then Snoop and YG come out and do uh, two of America's Most Wanted. And then uh, Tretch comes out to do Hail Mary. And then Ti comes out to do Keep Your Head Up. And T.I. is in full Tupac cosplay. Yes. He's got, like, the black bandana uh, tied around his head. But he's wearing, like, like a, a leather corset. corset. <laughs> Which I don't recall from any Yeah, uh, I don't think that's part Tupac. of it. This is, like, maybe a um, steampunk take on Tupac <laughs> cosplay. He borrowed it from the, the Pirates Dinner Theater. Yeah. Uh, but it's a, it's a fun and different kind of performance uh, for this ceremony. And so much more, like... I don't know. You need it for uh, variety. Yes. They have sure. to keep. The other thing is we are not talking during this performance. During mm. the Alicia Keys thing, we're really not talking. And during the rapping, we're really not talking. We're in. We're yeah. in. yeah. And it's same compelling. with kind of like the Snoop speech, too. And like there are just there are the moments that always stick with me are when I'm uh, engaged. <laughs> yeah. When I don't right. want to check mm-hmm. my phone, when I mm-hmm. don't want to write a note or anything like that. And I was just like. Like, yeah, this is it was great. It was um, a really good example of a tribute performance. They did uh, kind of like a soulful, beautiful, you know, thing up top. And then, you know, his peers came out and paid the man tribute and mm-hmm. they did a great job. Yeah. Also, a lot of music in it's too. just it's nice to see Tretch back out there. I Doing do. <laughs> I do. I've said it before. I think he is an underrated rapper. I do genuinely think that Tretch from Naughty by Nature is a great rapper. Yeah. And it was the Ice-T rap documentary that convinced me. Oh, interesting. I think I've said this on the podcast yeah. before, but Eminem, the Eminem interview in the Ice-T rap documentary is really good. And Eminem talks about how hearing Tretch rap made him want to rap. And then he just off the dome just does a bunch of like, like Tretch versus Tretch verses. And it's so cool. And you're like, shit. Tretch is great. So nice to see Tretch out there. <laughs> yeah. Still looking pretty great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, looking pretty good. No cornrows, though. A bald head. Bald head. Bald, bald, bald head Tretch. <laughs> uh, then we go to Journey, and we get... I think their package is almost necessary for their induction, because I don't think a lot of people realize that they came out of the... Uh, not necessarily Ashes, but they came out of Santana. Uh, yeah. And... Greg Raleigh was in Santana and had been inducted with Santana. And Neil Sean, who was like this boy wonder, joined Santana when he was like 14, was the guitar player. Oh my gosh, what is he, Steve Miller? <laughs> Nailed it. That's Simi- for the fans. Similar, <laughs> similar stories in that like San Francisco-based like kid guitar players. Uh, but then they, yeah, they came out of Santana and then became like a weird jazz band. They were like a, almost like a jam band, uh, fusion-y thing and they didn't really have a singer. What did they call themselves? They said a funny word. Oh yeah. The way they described it, uh, 
was they were like the Grateful Dead on steroids or something. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't until Steve Perry joined that they took a turn towards the more pop oriented. And it wasn't until Greg Raleigh left and Jonathan Cain joined that they took a like hard left into uh ballad. Oh, area. sure. Because sort of the like, well, if you on one end, you might call it schmaltzy, but also like, I guess the that that that, that sounds critical. But like the the, the emotional uh, heart of a lot of the songs is the is the keyboard, which is a little like uh, uh, it's more like shimmery. That feels like the mm-hmm. production. But yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, that gets them out of like jam organ yes. territory. Yeah. When the lights. I love that song. That's the only Journey song that I like. Oh, interesting. And I love it. And I truly love it. It's really good. Um, And it's one of their earlier hits, which they play later. But let's talk about Pat Monahan from the San Francisco band Train. (laughs) My name is Pat Monahan. I'm from a San Francisco band called Train. (laughs) But that feels like a brag of, like, I guess you said it was tying together the San Francisco thing. I think it was necessary to be like, because I think a lot of people. Also tell us who the hell you are. Yeah, Mm -hmm. a lot of people to be like, why you? Mm-hmm. And who you? Yeah, <laughs> like I'm. Just, I'm a singing. I playing a little band called Dishwalla. <laughs> you, just, you, you can't might do remember it for... us from counting blue cars <laughs> on these streets of San Francisco. A little band called Bowling for Soup. <laughs> Here's the thing. I we think... are space hog. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, so they don't. I mean, that was a really short thing. The journey thing. His induction speech. They cut it super short. Yeah, and I also think it was pretty good. I like hmm. a, he like clearly was a huge fan. He talks about how he moved to San Francisco because of the song Lights. Yeah, I'll be honest. I don't think I listened to much of his speech. <laughs> I think that's what well, I'm saying. Well, he pulls a John Mayer slash Art oh, Garfunkel. Oh, yes. No, I do remember that. He, he does do that. And that's good. And I like faithfully, it. Faithfully. And he sings uh, Lights. Yeah. The... Just like me, like how I just did mm-hmm. a minute ago. <laughs> uh, sing, singing the non-lyric vocal parts. And then he does the na-na-na-na-na. Yeah, from and lights. Like, and he makes everybody in, that, everybody in the audience does it. And I had a question, which is, were you I'm singing? Sorry. Is that is that from Love and Touch and Squeezing? I think I said it was from Lights. Yeah, you did. And you said it dismissively. I'm a jerk. I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to excuse myself. Because he's not oh lights, oh it's not na na na. I like nah. that song too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess I like both of those songs. I guess what I'm well, saying too. is I don't like Don't Stop Believing and I don't like, you know, Oh Sherry, Hold On and all those That's a Steve songs. Perry solo. I, I, I do like Oh Sherry. That's a Steve yeah, Perry. I like Oh Sherry and I like, like Toto. I, like, yeah, it's right in yeah, that that's zone. Right yep. for you. Yeah, and a song called Foolish Heart that's also in that uh, <laughs> what, in that neck of the woods. What's other, what other, the songs? other big journey songs? Wheel in the Sky. Yeah, mm. no. Um, Faithfully and Open no. Arms are the two no. big ballads. Oh, you know what I like is the fucking Caddyshack. Uh, all night, oh, every night. Uh, what is that song called? Any way you want it. Oh yeah, any way you want it. Any way you want it. That's the way you need it. Any way you want. I don't think of that as the Caddyshack song. I think of it. My main association with it is from the Simpsons episode that Rodney Dangerfield yes, is in, which is and end. it plays in a similar. That's what he well, plays on the golf course. Any way you want it. That's a fine song, but I still don't like it. Um, okay. So they actually so they cut it out of the broadcast, but they also play the song Separate Ways, which is oh, oh I like yeah, Separate Ways. Love will find you. Yeah. Break those chains that bind you. Yeah, I which I, mean, I that's love. Fine, I would like to see that song song live, but I would never ever. If I never heard that song again, I would not be sad. Wow. Yeah, me neither. I mean, I'm just saying. I understand. I'm I understand. Saying, I get it. I get it. I, I, get it. I, I <laughs> my thoughts on Journey are like they're fine. I'm not mad that they're in. They're fine, but you made the point, Scott, mm. which is we. This is like when Rob Thomas inducted Chicago. 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 <laughs> And the guy from Train inducting Journey seems like a very fitting, just, we are, you, you know, the, the... From a little lame to uh, yeah. a lot of lame. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. In order for lame bands like, like mine this. to exist, we needed the godfathers of lame bands... Exactly. ...to pave the way. It's yeah. odd lineages. Although, that being said, I, I really like Chicago. And I got to do a video with Rob Thomas at, at uh, uh, Funny or Die, and I, I he was awesome. I liked that oh, guy a lot. He's got a good sense um, of humor. He's like fun, right? I've heard yeah, good I liked about it. Yeah, him. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh, so, so 
though I, sh- I back that off and say thumbs up. Uh, although I did, I did not. No, like, but you can still. I didn't like Rob Matchbox Thomas Twenty cool, growing but up. Matchbox really. Twenty is lame. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No big thing. deal. I'll I've gone back it. and listened to some Matchbox Twenty, and I, it's got to be because it's from my youth. But a uh, handful of those songs, I'm like, these are fun and catchy, and and. You know, cute little songs. You know, during the shoot, he was like, just, you know what I I got about him is that he seemed like a, just like excited little kid and like, oh yeah, one time. And, and I, I think I brought up that he was on uh, live at Daryl's house, the, the uh, Daryl Hall Mm -hmm. uh, uh, web show now TV show. But the, uh, I brought that up and he was just like, oh my God, I was freaking out and told a crazy story about like drinking a little too much and oh God. And, and, uh, uh. And then he said, I didn't freak out that much until, you know, I didn't freak that that much except for meeting uh, 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 Mick Jagger. And I forgot he did a song with Mick Jagger on a Mick Jagger solo album in the, two, oh, in the 2000s oh, that I liked. And I got to freak out at him like, oh, my God, wait, Visions of Paradise. I kind of liked that song, Rob. <laughs> Tell um, Rob Thomas you kind of liked a song he was in. I, I, I may have <laughs> no, dressed sure it were, up a little more. You were much kinder. Uh, <laughs> I, think I, was, I think I was polite. Uh, uh, um, it was fun to remember that he did that uh, mm-hmm. in the moment uh, um oh but i wait I, I had a question for you which is when train is leading when train the man train when the train leads the station um, when the train left the station and sang those songs and the whole audience sang along mm-hmm. did you sing along in the crowd N- no you didn't solo <laughs> yes, you sing did. No, no, no. joe you I did, did. No. Joe. Pat, you, i don't know joe. what kind of uh intoxicating effect Pat Monahan will have on me when we're in the same room, but uh, no, I'm a, I'm not a participant. I'm an audience mm. member. He did a funnier dive video also with my my friends Nick and Charles, and they they were thumbs up on that guy. On so I guess these guys, yeah. Though uh, we we were questioning their music, they, I know uh, a comic in New York who uh, is friends with the band Train because they were flipping around on the TV and saw him. On like one of these like weird like it, like almost local access stations where he did stand up and then they like reached out to him and now they're buds. It's very weird. We should be friends. Yeah. You right. seem funny. Let's get them all on the show. Yeah, I have no we, problem making fun of people too much. To well, let's talk oh, about sure. the the weird uh, members of Journey uh, because mm. they have oh, yeah. interesting yeah, stories. Let it oh, no. out. First Let thing I want to say is that the broadcast the broadcast rightfully cut out the speech by bassist Ross Valerie, uh, who tried to do a Rick Wakeman and tried to do jokes and just ate shit like just bombed oh and i am so glad it was like awful Jer- there are eight fucking dudes in journey and they all it felt like talked for at least 15 minutes a piece and it like droned on they- and you were saying we we've been talking about how this room was like thunderously clearly there for pearl jam mm-hmm. and now they are sitting through the lesser members of Journey, yeah. or the ones they don't. Uh, lesser uh-huh. sounds bad, but the ones people they don't know, and like a manager or whatever. Yes, for sure. And you know, they're what I remember is that it's getting late. You know, we're we're rolling into hour four, and there are a lot of people in the stadium who are Pearl Jam fans and only Pearl Jam fans, mm. and they're, they're getting part little, of the Jamily. They're part of the Jamily, and they are getting antsy, and they want to be. Uh, they want to see Pearl Jam, and this is getting in the way. And especially when something is dragging on, they're they're drunk at this point, and every member of Journey. Uh, calls out uh someone who was really instrumental in their beginnings oh yeah herb. his name's herbie herbert and i think it just there <laughs> no one... relation to bev bevins so another right. double up uh, weird and i think it just was one too many herbie herberts and and the drunk pearl jam fans started screaming herbie and you can hear one of them in the broadcast <laughs> yeah what? somebody That's like cool. just screams his name and i'm like that it almost sounds sarcastic and joe <laughs> and is like oh was. let me tell you very much fully so was uh the other members of journey i will say greg Raleigh is an interesting guy cuz he kind of he left the band before they uh, took their huge pop turn, uh, but is really important also because he was. This is a double inductee. He was inducted with Santana. Oh, yeah, he's a Santana guy. Which he's is, in the uh, Ringo All Star Band. Yes, with my boy right. Rungren and my other boy uh, uh, Richard Page uh, from Mister Mister. Oh boy, and a soft rock band called Pages that I'm very passionate about, and Good we'll Lord. talk about it at any moment. But I won't. I won't elaborate now. Uh, Neil Sean, 
is the the you know guitar player we talked about who joined Santana at a young age. Uh, the main thing I needed to point out, and it kind of fell on deaf ears with you Boy, guys. I did not know anything about this, <laughs> and I still don't. So in like the late 2000s, I believe, sometime early-ish in the Obama presidency, there was a story about the White House crashers. It was a couple that uh, more or less snuck their way into a party at the White House and it they got found out and then it became like a local interest, or not local interest, but like a, you know, one of those cute little stories that captivates the nation for about mm-hmm. a week and, you know, the late night shows kind of pounce on it. And th- the wife of the White House crashers left her husband for Neil Sean, journey guitarist. (laughs) And it is such a weird crossing of pop culture things. The the way that is much more um, cute and palatable than the pop culture crosshairs of Jonathan Cain, the second keyboard player, the guy who replaced Greg Raleigh, because his wife is a woman, what was her name? Whatever, Paula White, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think so. The spiritual advisor to our commander-in-chief, Donald Trump. Jesus. Someone who is, uh, she has told people to send her organization money, uh, and if they don't, you know, there will be consequences from God. (laughs) Like telling people, send us money, uh, otherwise your prayers don't count. Like, just weird, oh, weird God. faith-based uh, chicanery. Real quick about one of these White House crashers. I just started looking them up. <laughs> okay, great. The wife who went on to marry uh, Neil Sean. Neil Sean uh, she was a real housewife of D.C. Okay. Oh. That fits. That really fits. That's my, when you bring up that story, how it is, all right, you have made it into the elite, uh, the elite <laughs> stretches of or confines of society, and uh, now you get to know Neil Sean because you crashed away. None of the, what? Yeah. I, I thought I up. remembered something like and they was... knew each other a long time ago, but then when she <laughs> came back, she got her notoriety, then it then it rekindled a, a love or connection with, yeah. Oh that, that's the thing is, it's like the spirit I saw when you crashed dinner. that wedding. Yeah, when because yeah, obviously you're not famous. <gasps> okay, in September of 2011, a missing persons report for her was filed by her then husband, but she was later to discover later discovered to have run off with Neil Sean, <laughs> whom she had met earlier. <laughs> right, so funny because like yeah, she got catapulted into the D list, you know, and then who wow. is. Who is it within your grasp? I really had no idea about any of this. Sorry, it's just so funny when he when he when Neil Sean thanks his wife. Just in my head, being like, "That's the White House crasher. (laughs) That's the lady." I yeah. The and then one what uh, the journey wives have bizarre interactions (laughs) with the presidents of the United States. Yes, yes. What's true? Two (laughs) across two administrations. (laughs) Yeah. Very yeah. Very bizarre. Strange. And then Steve Perry shows up. Uh, wasn't sitting on the floor, uh, wasn't w- at the tables. He was backstage. And you know, we, we get our big populist message of the night, which there's usually at least one, which is like, hey, it's usually from a band that hadn't been uh, considered for a long time. And you know, they go, hey, we want to thank. It's about the fans. Without the fans, mm. you guys put us here. Mm. And with the undercurrent being like, it's not the critics. Oh, that's what that meant. Oh, it's not. Right, right. It's not oh. Ron Wenner. It's not Rolling Stone. You yes. Know? Also, talk about like little like Venn diagrams between bands. I have this general theory that like, I th- I think maybe our generation has reclaimed both ELO and Journey in a way. Yeah. Where like if you were sort of a if you were a snobby college rocky guy in the 80s, 90s, or like a Gen Xer, you might be like, fuck those stupid bands. Yeah, but those like, overproduced. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They felt very corporate and I think mm-hmm. we've lost that context and just gone, I respond to this music and I don't care those details. Yeah, I've seen it, and I, the division I see is like the more artistic uh, people I know like ELO and the more jock people I know like Journey. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. That's and But it, it is with, I mean, Don't Stop Believing was not... Not like a number one hit. I think it went to number nine in the 80s when it was released. Mm-hmm. Like, 
a hit, but it really didn't this take a life the of its Glee own. Version came out. <laughs> That's Glee what really puffed it up. And obviously, Sopranos. Uh, oh, is the, there a big thing in Sopranos? The finale of the the final scene of the Sopranos is scored to "Don't Stop Believing." It's on the jukebox. Wow. Yeah, and the final scene, of course, of uh, "Rock of Ages," the Tom Cruise, <laughs> Brian Cranston, Baldwin, use Alec Baldwin musical. Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, um, s- s- oddly similar. Not to go back into uh, Toto as my previous topic I was. I mean, you love but it. But there, uh, not I, as if I as if this is a problem for me. I don't want to bore you. But I, th- I think we, I think we were talking about how Africa had this, had this weird similar it's just state of flow oh, yeah, for decades, yeah. and yeah. the legend is built. Mm-hmm. Maybe even more. So if Don't Stop Believing was not that huge of a hit, yeah. and now is like probably if you ask people now, you go like, "What's like the biggest selling song of all time?" Is it some that? people will guess? Um, yeah, yeah, that. yeah. I um, think so. Interesting. I kind of I think that's fun. Like the as much as I think that song's a little overexposed, like the that the like populist mm-hmm. bringing a song. Yeah. We choose this from the music history. Ability to reclaim something, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. and give it another life. I think is pretty cool. I also for a lot of things. Super sick of don't stop believing, but this dude, uh, uh, Dame Funk, this cool music dude, just tweeted about it randomly and said, "Out, think about this: a song where the hook doesn't really come in until six minutes in." For wait, don't stop believing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't. There's only a minute left in the song until they say, "Don't stop believing." They save wow. the chorus. It yeah. is kind of neat structurally. Yeah, if you're, it if, is. If, you, if I can get unjaded about having heard zillions of horrible karaoke versions yes, of it. Yes, right? It's hard to have any sort of uh, objectivity and to they it. Take, mm. Did we talk about how they take this like populist idea and just literally like say... We decided we were going to write songs for regular people. Oh, in the package, you hear small that. Towns. <laughs> right. Like, they're Down like, small town. people aren't writing songs for people. We're going to write songs for people. <laughs> like, finally, okay. someone came up with the idea of writing songs for people. Yeah, so yeah finally, someone decided to write songs about towns. I'm sick wow. of all these songs it's about like, hey, corporations and skyscrapers. Yeah. <laughs> how, how dare you say that when John Mellencamp is out here. Exactly. He's <laughs> out here. He's writing songs about small towns all the time. Uh, the songs they perform are Lights and Don't Stop Believing, and they have their original drummer and Greg Raleigh, the original keyboard player, on Lights, uh, which is a nice... And if there, I feel like if there was one song Steve Perry was going to sing on, how about the one with the original lineup where they're literally talking about the town they came from uh yeah what so i mean we we're talking a little while this was on but you but like the feeling in the room must have been crazy because well, you watched steve perry more or less bury any hatchet that could have been there he was extremely gracious and like hugging neil sean and all these guys and what they're saying to each other is extremely effusive and you think wow any bad blood that was here is, is gone and leading up to the ceremony you there was reports that he was going to sing that he wasn't going to sing and was he even going to show up the fact that he showed up and was everyone was in such good spirits it felt like oh he's gonna he's gonna perform and when they started playing lights no one was at the microphone and that is like fuck you <laughs> Like, especially given that Steve didn't come out. If Steve came out, then it would have been like, hell yeah, give us that moment and that release, but then Arnel Pineda comes out. Is it? Is it? And no offense to Arnel Pineda, who uh, Steve Perry praises very feasibly in his speech. Um, but what does he say? He, he's like, I want to give it up to Arnel Pineda. Where is he? The, that guy. Okay. I just, I love you. And he, just, he keeps it alive says, every night. You. And uh, uh, yeah, he, he's Steve Perry loves. That's cool. But uh, yeah, it seems like that could have been like one of the most memorable moments ever in a one of these inductions. Yeah, it really and could have been. Didn't, didn't. Oh, and I got to imagine the producers for the ceremony were like, Come on, dude, please. Yeah. Or even Just you one. join at the very end of Don't Stop Believing. Just, yeah, when they start singing Don't Stop Believing. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, yeah. Give so us a moment. Do we know why he left the band or anything? Well, this is the behind the music uh, details it. Uh, <laughs> it's something we were saying. It's something about agoraphobia. And you I got tired think, of touring. You got like, but I think yeah. Neil Sean thinks like, yeah, he's crazy. It's in his head. I think uh, there was not an understanding there. Yeah, it was, and I, you know, I feel like I remember something where it was like he left, and he was like, "Can I please have this time to uh, figure some stuff out?" And they were like, "Absolutely." And then like he turned around, and they had another singer. Oh, oh, I see. Oh, I they think just it was made something the move. Like that. Maybe they. I think I, I heard this other version where they had an argument where S- Steve Perry was very adamant that weddings should never be crashed, 
and uh, Neil, who was more open to <laughs> that the the White House, you mean? <laughs> was, yeah, especially oh, well, the White House. Oh, it wasn't a wedding. Ah, crap! I fucked it up. Um, <laughs> right? Yeah. He, he, yeah. They, they really. Needed, <laughs> she, Steve Perry was a very. Uh, uh, he pushed White House security. And, yes. Uh, Neil be- Sean didn't believe in that. <laughs> Neil Sean, yeah. Uh, if anything, uh, staunchly pro White House crashing. It's the it's the people's house. Any lady should walk in there, and she should be able to leave her husband whenever she wants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is an argument they had in 1982, and it's uh, it broke them up years later. Unreal. Uh, yeah, I, I'm trying to. I'm just trying to figure out if my story was correct on uh, on Journey and him leaving. Uh, and you know what? I'm going to go ahead and say, who cares? Tweet at us. Uh, <laughs> we're moving on. Guys, we, we really talked on. a lot about we'll Journey. We'll find out. You don't know I had no notes about it. We'll find out in the lame, lame Journey biopic that comes out in the wake of the, the success Bohemian of Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. We're getting every every band you've watched, uh, Kristen, and all of these ceremonies, they're no. all getting movies. There's going to be so many boring no. Moody Blues movie, Chicago movie, no, yes it's be movie. Nights in White Satin with an N. Oh, I mean, like, oh, there's a there's a precedent that. Uh, no. <laughs> Sorry. I really don't want it. And it's perfect it. bonus content for the pod. You got to watch the movies. God. <laughs> got to get a Patreon going. I still haven't seen Bohemian Rhapsody. I was saying uh, that. We went from Journey to Nile Rodgers. Uh, yeah, and that. Fucking ruled. Yeah. Here's the cool things. The package was awesome. Niles had a lot of cool haircuts. <laughs> I particularly liked it uh, when he flat top. had a flat top. Which is, a, a, I think, a short era for him. It w- they have found one picture, and <laughs> I liked it. He was cool. You He's n- so cool. You need the package for him, because it's, what he does, uh, you don't realize how he has pervaded the culture and music throughout decades from chic to sister sledge to madonna to david bowie all the way to daft punk and get I lucky and, and pharrell and duxton yeah and you just hear his little ding 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 like his the little chuck. guitar i didn't yeah, know that phrase you get that like. you get educated about that that he is chucking mm-hmm. and describes how his bass player kind of said like yeah you could play in this he, jazzy way or you can do something crazy yeah, and we can change music yeah his bass player was like chuck out your jazz guitar and get yeah. yourself and a chuck, strat yeah <laughs> chuck your strat i forgot like i knew he did let's dance and that's a big deal about uh Nile Rodgers and that he broke Bowie out like Bowie was never working with pop producers really until then and he got him up with some re- very good pop hits but I forgot that he did he produced like a virgin mm-hmm. crazy yeah what the whole a... album and that's whole that's album? one God, where he, he, that chucking isn't as present no because it's funny you listen to so many of these songs like you listen well, to Upside well, Down by Diana Ross it's okay yeah, and and in mm-hmm. Get Lucky, it all has that Chuck in it, but I, the Madonna stuff doesn't. Yeah, uh, that's true. I don't think, or at least not in a way that's as present. It's not like the lead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, he uh, he deserves to be in probably more so than Chic. Even though Chic as a band, it, it, there's a case to be made, and they were they were nominated eleven times. Jeez, uh, I don't know, and never yeah. got in. And mm. I think I think this is a pretty decent way to solve that problem. Yeah, and you know, what an incredible god! Yeah, it was so cool. Ever. I love the package. Pharrell's speech is kind of whatever. And well, but Pharrell's the perfect person to induct him. Mm-hmm. Pharrell is the heir apparent to the Nile Rodgers. Yes, uh, they've worked together. He's mm-hmm. a mentor to Pharrell, and he's and relevant too. Can we just for a and he quotes Carl Sagan. Uh-huh. In the speech, which I love Carl Sagan. Good job, man. <laughs> About, uh, you know, kind of like the universe can seem vast and overwhelming, mm-hmm. right? Unless we, the, and the only thing that keeps us grounded is love. I wow. believe that was some, that's maybe yeah. a bastardization. Well, I like that. Even if that quote. wasn't Carl Sagan, I liked what you Thank said. Thank you. Uh, Carla Sagan. Um, guys, uh, the thing that I really like, came to mind when we were watching the speech was we don't know what Daft Punk looks like. We really don't. They're robots. We still do not. Um, they, I think the, I think pictures were leaked at one point, but I kind of like how 
we as a society uh, didn't really uh, spread those around. Yeah. You know, we, we, oh, we all agreed to keep the, the secret. Mystery. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. I mean, I truly I have no idea what they look like mm-hmm. at all. Older guys. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. In their 80s. They're older, older men. We it's, think they're French. Jonathan Kane in disguise. <laughs> oh, no. And his, his <laughs> wife. <laughs> Jonathan Kane and his wife. Um, and then we go to the in memoriam, unless there's anything else with Nile Rodgers. Uh, no, but I want to get mad about this in memoriam. They baby. play a, a not uh, great Leonard Cohen song. It's bad. It <laughs> drones on. It's like the worst Tom Waits deep cut. It's bad. Yeah. Um, and it goes on the whole time. They, Normally, usually they switch. The in memoriam, they will switch, switch to a Leon Russell, through. which they could have because he died this year. And uh, no, mm-mm. no. They could have sw- they could have played a Sharon Jones song. Mm. They I think could have played a weird. George Michael song. George Michael could have. They fit, could, yeah. They could have played. Usually, they pick someone who's been inducted. Okay, fine. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just trying. No, because did they play? Okay, fine. Like Leon Russell, a better or better uh, um, Leonard Cohen song. Also, yeah, that's also. Yeah, there's like a really obvious Leonard. Cohen I get them not going no. the obvious route. <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm a uh, glad. It's yeah. One for that one, plenty was such a bad song. I really, mm-hmm. truly. It took me a while mm-hmm. to really come to terms with how bad it was. And then when I said it out loud, the air in the room, everyone was like, oh, mm-hmm. thank God mm-hmm. someone said yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, it was a big relief. like, is it okay to hate on the In Memoriam song selection? Yes, it is. And, this, and then some lady started singing, and that's not even him. That's not even the dead guy or the yeah. inductee. Uh-huh. Who's the lady? Some freaking lady. <laughs> I mean, come on. Um, and then uh, that goes into the Prince tribute, because as we noted last week, Prince died in between the ceremony last year and it airing. Uh, so his tribute is in this year. And it is everyone's favorite musician, Lenny Kravitz, uh, with a choir. Uh. And he does a kind of groovy version of When Doves Cry, as well as the song The Cross. They are okay. It's mm-hmm. and and it gets we. There were moments where we were kind of feeling it. The end of when doves cry is groovy. It feels like church. It's cool. The choir is cool. The choir is really good. You can kind of like get down with this weird slow funked up version of it by the end. Mm-hmm. The beginning, it's like uh uh-uh, uh honey. He won me over a little. I was just I just have a natural aversion to Lenny Kravitz. I don't understand how this guy does two like all right psychedelic rock throwbacks Mm -hmm. 30 years ago and then just can be on every award show and every tribute. Lenny Kravitz is very good at being Lenny Kravitz. Mm. Lenny Kravitz is who we think of when we think of like a rock guy. Mm -hmm. He just is. And he leans into it. He's fucking bell bottoms and tight pants and big hair. flopping out of the the hole in his leather pants. He's no shirt, wax chest, sunglasses indoors, playing a guitar. Like that is he is what we want. Like Except you know for good music. Right. But that's <laughs> the what I only mean. thing like, missing. But mm-hmm. that and it doesn't mm-hmm. matter though, because we're it is he, weird. he believes his own hype so much. you know what I mean? Like yeah. And he's like extremely good looking. Yes. Um, oh, that also. He's very hot. Did I forget to mention <laughs> extremely that? Extremely good looking. He plays the game uh, very well. He can't keep it. He, even he, he can't keep his, his dick in his pants thing. around it's himself. It's not like he can't play guitar. He's you know, very it's not yes. Like he can't sing. He can sing. No, it he's very talented. Over is a great song, but I mean, yes, that's the one that I get. That's yeah, great. Bigger. Are you going to go my way or great? But Those they're also like go listen to a zillion songs that are like that by real people in the era that but they're from. But he's a bigger. He's bigger than the music, and the music industry. <laughs> oh, I know. I've kind of it. needs someone yes, like him. They do a uh-huh. handsome, uh, diverse. Rock, rock guitar guy. player who also you know is a little bit r&b sometimes is mm-hmm. a little bit rock like he he checks off so many boxes and like you said isn't terrible like can sing yeah knows how to play an instrument and he no. can sing you know it's not that he has a, a some might be you know frustrated by his way the way he sings but mm-hmm. he's not 
I don't know. I understand. It's like, why Lenny Kravitz? But then it's like, I know why Lenny Kravitz. Mm-hmm. Sure. I think I just, I, yeah, he won me over a little, he but you start like with someone, a Prince is tribute. He the child of someone famous? He is. He is. Who is he the child he of? He is the child. Because the, you don't get his, that kind of confidence if you came actually out of nowhere. The crazy, okay, here it is. His mother, no, excuse me, his father played an uptight white guy on the Jeffersons. <laughs> Wait, really? what? Really? His father played like their neighbor. Hmm. Okay. I believe. I could so he's be... he's rock royalty, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Let me... I need to check that because I'm pretty sure uh, it's either that or his... I, I, you know what? It might be that his mother played a... was a black woman married to an uptight white guy on <laughs> the Jeffersons. <laughs> I have to I have to check this. Now you gotta sure. check this fact. Yeah. <laughs> Are you gonna check this fact? Yeah, so I'm sorry. His mother, Roxy Roker, uh played a character on the Jeffersons who was the it was the first interracial couple oh. shown oh. on TV. And the father the character was an uptight white guy. Not right, that's actual. what I was thinking. And then his father and the reason I thought I thought uptight white guy because obviously his dad is the white Jewish one, Kravitz. Oh, okay. Uh, that's where he gets his name. But uh, not the real actor was not his dad. <laughs> what? <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> uh, let's okay, move this, on. This is, yeah, I, I, might, I, might, I might spread the Kravitz uh, Pearl Jam. Uh, through the other effects. We finally get to our headliner act. The people in the room go nuts. Uh, the jamily, the jamily, ja- which is a term we picked up as Stone Gossip. They said it, it up. many times. Many um, people said it in their speeches. Package, many people are saying package is pretty good, although it's brief. Though the package isn't like it's not big like Lenny's. Yeah, you know <laughs> the package good. isn't bursting forth, forth from, from their a hole in your pants. Pants, uh, and, and maybe it. it also, the thing is, we know the Pearl Jam story yeah. because of our age, you know. But it, it's a, it's a decent package, I think. They did. I mean, I guess I just feel like the Nirvana package. Nirvana had a much, you know, shorter career than mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Uh, Pearl Jam did. Yeah, because there's footage from Pearl Jam from you know the two thousands, two thousand tens. And they like just to me the package wasn't. I I well I was expecting it to be more of a story. Yeah. Um, the best speech of the night is David Letterman's speech. Like, there's a guy who knows how to be entertaining. And this was a big deal in context now that it was a couple of years ago that he had not been uh, in public a lot. Correct. Yeah. And then... The first thing he says is, like, I can't tell you how much of a privilege and an honor it is to finally be out of the house. <laughs> uh, yeah. Really funny. And, like, the beginning of Beard Letterman, who I think people are generally fond of. Mm-hmm. I am. And this was a last minute switch out because it was going to be Neil Young. Mm-hmm. Who got sick. Oh, he's, oh, he's just sick? That's all yeah. it was? Um, so pretty exciting, exciting to be in the room for and everything like oh, kill yeah. and uh... killed and like, it's at the end of the ceremony. So you need someone who knows how to, you know, mm-hmm. get people excited and as heartfelt, uh, uh, and like there's, a, there's a genuine emotion in that speech, but also he, when he refers to his son, we have a picture of my son and then it cuts to this like <laughs> fuck up kid smoking, <laughs> smoking a, cigarette, a cigarette, badly, shittily labeled Harry yeah, Letterman. Letterman. And I just like, like, oh man, that's like a sort of like. 80s late night Letterman yeah. style joke yeah. within this very stuffy affair. Mm-hmm. I really appreciated that. Yeah. You got we- he got a little weirdness into this boring he sure thing. Sure did. Uh, boring. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> but I liked his speech. I thought you know it was very funny, and uh, those speeches often aren't funny. Usually, what we, you look for in the speeches is like some heartfelt, uh, and there are some heartfelt moments too when he talks about the gift that Eddie Vedder gives his son, which is a little guitar. Yeah. That he gives to Harry, uh, which is very sweet, uh, and the message is very sweet. Uh, Letterman does not do a typical induction speech. Yeah, he doesn't no, go through the band and talk yeah. about how they're cool. He doesn't sing the way Eddie Vedder does to show how Eddie Vedder was a great. You know, it's just it's a different approach. But I liked it. Uh, maybe that's why. Uh, and then we get the members of Pearl Jam and Dave Krusen, who was the drummer on Ten. Uh, but left before 10 was released is included and very humbly accepts. And there was a drummer controversy with the Pearl Jam induction because there's been many drummers for Pearl Jam over the years, and they only included the first one who played on 10 and then the last one who joined in maybe 2000. Mm -hmm. So you're missing uh, 
peak Pearl Jam years and the drummers who were there, which is uh, you wonder if internally Pearl Jam did not want this guy, Dave Abreziz, who played on Verses and Vitology, two of their biggest albums. Oh, yeah. They just, he, if Vetter just didn't want him included. How did these negotiations work out of who's in and who's not? It's unclear. It's all behind closed doors. Mm, and Recently, somewhere in the negotiation between artists and... Uh, in the, in the yeah, the nominating committee or people at the hall Mm -hmm. because we found out recently that i mean there's a lot of members of the cure who are being inducted including a guy who never played on an album and joined the touring band in 2012 what wow who cares uh you will agree with me if you didn't play on an album it's weird to be inducted with a band and then it's weird to not put uh, whatever though i bet if you oh i bet if you like analyze that i'm sure you'd find with one of these bands there'd be some case of actually technically that guy who seems like a crucial part of the band was never on a record i bet i bet that that's possible you'd find that i think people say that about the bassist for bon jovi ah alec such uh, never played on the albums, and they included the guy. His name is Alex Such. Alex John Such. Yeah, weird. <laughs> Alex Such. Alex Such. Uh, <laughs> Jeff Amit, the bass player, is wearing a famously wearing a shirt that has a list of snubs on it, but it is so tiny you would never know that. Uh, hmm. <laughs> you only know it because he tweeted that out. Can uh, you retweet that tweet or find that? Yeah, I'll find it. Send I'll, it, I'll, I'll send tweet it to it the out. fans. You know what? Tag me in it so I see it too, please. You got it. You got it. Uh, and then we also have uh, Eddie Vedder's speech, which uh, you know that's kind of what you're waiting for during this whole thing. Uh, is Mister Mister Vedder himself the inductor becomes the inductee? Yes. Uh, after giving so many speeches for other people, finally gets to uh, say say it from the other side. <laughs> This is becoming this class of like professional, like inductor Quest Love yeah. and Dave Grohl and mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Alicia yeah. Keys is sort of in there. I felt like seeing the Indigo Girls in this one. They seem like I feel like they only exist in tributes and. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. It's funny. <laughs> they, uh, only, they only tribute. You know the Indigo Girls could get in. Yeah, I don't. The Baez, the Baez window. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of people in between then. I think yeah, you have to get Carly so. Simon in there first. Yeah, big yeah, time. Get Carly not, Simon what? in the goddamn hall. Get <laughs> Carol King in the goddamn hall. Is Carol King? Not? She's, she's, she's not. Is she's in, in as a songwriter. She's in as a songwriter, mm. and they kind of feel like that's enough, but it's not. She should be in as a no. performer. Yeah. Three songs from uh, Pearl Jam, Alive, Given to Fly, and Better Man. Uh Decent. Oh, also, Eddie Vedder, in his speech, says, gives a shout out to Chance the Rapper, right. who his daughter likes, um, and who he's like, and I dig what you're doing in Chicago with your activism. And that is totally true. Yes. Because, like, Chance gave a million dollars to the CPS, like, to mm-hmm. Chicago Public Schools. He's, yeah. like, wow. really involved in um, advocacy for education, which is cool. Yes. I love Chance the Rapper. Yeah. It was Chance nice to hear great. my hometown shouted out. Mm. Um, and I also had, of course, my moment where I was like, imagine Eddie Vedder is your dad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Not which... that I don't want Eddie Vedder to be my dad. But you're just thinking. Eddie Vedder ruminating, is, is hypothetically. a daddy. I mean, but he well, of is, course. I don't he's want... A, he's a big-time daddy. do not want uh, him to be my dad. I should be noted, Eddie's... The beginning of Eddie's speech is climate change is real. Those oh, are the yeah. first words out of his mouth. Yes. And that is also... That was when the part where I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, this is early 2017. Because like, we still say that and everything, and like it is... You know, it's, it's true now more than ever. <laughs> yeah. But like, <laughs> we're forgetting that like, this was the beginning of this administration. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. The very, very beginning. Within months of the inauguration. Yes. But Trump didn't tweet about this uh, Oh my God, no. Although I did find he tweeted about the 2012 ceremony. Oh, what? Back, You're kidding. Back during that ceremony, it was... The the classic Trump thing of like, Axel, get your thing, to get your get your stuff together. You're being inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You need to go. You need to be with your band. Quit being a baby. <laughs> it's just he so funny. Took the time to scold Axel Rose. It's funny. You find these like old Trump tweets where like he's getting, he's telling Robert Pattinson to not uh, stick with Kristen Stewart. Like he has like strong <laughs> opinions about weird yeah. shit. Anyway. Slash- Cheated on you like a dog. <laughs> oh my god! Um, so they they a good good set. Um, 
they play with Krusen for the first time in 25 years for a live, which is really cute. And he gets up and he says, thank you, and it's cool. I liked that. Yeah. Also, Alive kicks ass. Pearl Jam is a good band. All the songs they play are great. Given to Fly is an awesome song. Which and they dedicate I, to Michael J. Fox, uh, which you don't see in the broadcast. But oh. He, oh. Sa- like, he says something. You know? He's like, Michael, uh, I, I, we read your biography and what you said about uh, this next song uh, really meant a lot. So this is for you. Wow. Also, I want to talk about something <laughs> from their package, which I did remember, which was they, they were talking about how they like essentially their debut album comes out and they get swallowed by the mainstream. And in their package, that like there's an interview where they're just like, yeah, we did not get to take the REM route. <laughs> Wait, to slowly <laughs> they, get to the mainstream. They and thought yeah, they were going to oh, be able to just noodle around and like, you know, yeah. That's Wait, a, that's a very interesting. It's like quote. very interesting to think about their trajectory. They were not afforded that time. They were mm. not, and the fact that they like still, I don't know. We talked about this a lot in the room, and I think that maybe our listeners would care that like, um, the idea of like a live Pearl Jam show. Actually, I guess I understand why it's exciting because it's always different. It's the opposite of that ELO thing that you were saying, where mm-hmm. you know it's a practiced same set list, same hand motion, same pattern in between. Like they write their set list ten minutes before they mm-hmm. go on stage. That's another thing they said from the package. Maybe I did wow. like the package. Yeah, package maybe uh, maybe it's pretty good. And okay. it's it's kind of full circle. We start off with the most rehearsed band ELO, <laughs> yeah. and then we end with the most spontaneous band. We get loose yeah. as we go, and then we get. The jam. The jam is underwhelming. Yep. There were a lot of people who could have been a part. Uh, uh-huh. And obviously, Neil Young was supposed to play with them. Yeah. I mean, that's probably why it feels so uh, threadbare. Yeah. Um, and we're like, all just, what about Steve Perry there? Right? He, that's the way. If he really doesn't want to, if those guys do not want to perform with each just other, get on a mic with someone else, you know, and. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm trying to think of how. <laughs> like how yeah, I don't know, his his voice would just shatter like yeah. glass. It's too high. But for yeah, him. they do rocking in the free world. The people who join Pearl Jam are Danny Harrison, Trevor Rabin, the guitarist, the second guitarist from, or maybe third the guitarist guy who, from Yes, the, the guy, guy who did Owner of Lonely Heart, uh, Geddy Lee and Alex Lifeson from Rush, Neil Sean, the guitar player from uh, Santana, and also Journey, Real House uh, Husband of DC, yeah, Jack Irons. <laughs> uh, one of the drummers for Pearl Jam who was not inducted, Jack Irons, but is the person who recommended Eddie Vedder to the people who were in Mother Love Bone and were forming this new band called Pearl Jam. Pearl mm. Jam! So that is the 2017 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony. And Kristen, it's over. The Our last one we're going to watch. Nightmare well, has ended. The last congrats. one we're going to watch. We have been here for almost six hours. I am not making that up. Yeah, it's uh, been a long one. It's the whole. It's my, my the City Walk saga happened just in in uh, <laughs> one afternoon. Um, I are but like you must feel insane. You've watched so many people describe singing into pipes and boring people go when yeah. i was a little boy and yes. you know, in springfield I really and i heard have. i've been through it all yeah and it's, yet not like nothing you've been through nothing <laughs> it's been on Dude, you, i've been on a got five, journey you got five more hours uh but it's gonna be in oh person it's gonna be even real it's gonna be in front of you and you will love it well you'll i think probably enjoy like the like I'm, now see now the sausage yeah. gets squeezed well i'm gonna be taking <laughs> bathroom breaks i'm gonna be purchasing beers at the concession Unreal. stand i was told i'm gonna be a rowdy ass pearl jam fan wow for i'm, I'm gonna yell free Stevie bird Nicks. for the <laughs> during, during the first <laughs> You'll stand back. <laughs> Yell for that journey guy, uh, uh, Herb, 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 Herb. Herb. Um I had one more question for you, Joe. Did, yes. did you? Uh, 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 were you also there? Just like for? The, were you there as a spectator? Just when people were like eating at the tables? Just did you watch oh, yeah. the dinner? dinner? Oh, you know, I didn't notice a dinner aspect uh, in the sense wow. that I mean, it could have been happening, Imagine. but the Barclays Center is so huge, and I was literally <laughs> in the last row, so like. You can't fully see what's going on there, but like okay. it's and it's dark the way that a concert is, you know. Okay, sure. So, so you couldn't have like taken binoculars and trained them on see what Michael J. Fox was eating <laughs> yeah. or what Kate Micucci was eating. It should be <laughs> noted, there, apparently? member of Garfunkel and Oates, Kate Micucci was in yeah. the audience, and they cut to at a, few a times. table, like on the floor, like hmm. you, it. 
and it seemed like they were cutting to her during the yes part of the ceremony and that like maybe I don't want to uh, make a conjecture about someone that we are all like one degree away from mm-hmm. yeah. but like it seemed like we're going to find out if you know the reason someone she was there or tell us. she has she's married of... to Rick Wakeman she's yeah. Rick Wakeman's fourth <laughs> wife <laughs> I forgot uh, that good lord she encouraged him to get that prostate exam yeah uh but no I, I couldn't tell anything about the dinner but uh Scott, thank you so much for being a part hey, of this crazy thing. This absolutely. is truly one of the longest uh, induction ceremonies. It must so. between all having to listen to everybody in Pearl Jam and every, the multiple when you've got oh, multiple members. Is, uh, I'm not her brother. Her husband is a record producer. Okay. Oh, all right. Oh, and that's right. Who she was standing next to. Okay, that makes sense. That's Kate, nice. If somehow this gets to you, uh, we'd love to hear about your. Uh, someone who was literally at one of the tables that we would love to hear about your uh, experience at the 2017. Tell us about your husband. What's he do? Yeah, have, the, have him come on. Uh, we'd love to talk to him too, for real. Uh, yeah, Scott, thank you so much, and I want to give you the opportunity. We've talked about your podcast a little bit, but to plug oh, sure. that, any other thing you've got going, your your Twitter, your whatever. Oh, yeah, well, uh, check out Podcast The Ride. That's my, uh, my podcast about theme parks with my friends Mike Carlson and Jason Sheridan. Uh, I, I'm not sure when this comes out, but real soon we're talking about, if this doesn't entice you, hey, rockheads, <laughs> we're talking about uh, one of the rockinest attractions in the history of Walt Disney World, Tarzan Rocks, with the Phil Collins score oh. from 1999's Tarzan brought to life on stage by a bunch of people wearing khaki pants and uh, uh, Evanescence-style leather jackets. That's incredible. Did you know this existed? There was a live, oh. like, uh, uh, oh, it is the, it is the lamest. It, it combines, if you wanted to see Phil Collins combined with mild rollerblading, uh, this is the, <laughs> More this is the show the for world. you. Yes. Uh, um, so, yeah, you want to hear that analyzed. And then otherwise, check out uh, that just at Scott Gardner uh, uh, on Twitter or my Instagram, at Skiz. Gerdner, where I post a lot of nonsense from things like the rock and roll. I post a lot of weird, like, I'll just watch the American Music Awards from 1986. Scott, Scott's Instagram stories are so you're much fun. So fun. Oh, I thanks. always yeah. tune in. You're oh, thank you. Oh, appreciate it. Yeah, you're at the top of, of my queue. queue. Oh, geez. Yeah. I always wonder if I, don't I make it. I watch a lot of people's. But <laughs> oh, man. I'm happy to hear that. There's such great uh, snapshots of uh, weird TV and moments in TV. <sighs> well, that's I spent a lot of time just doing, like, here you know like fashion show 1989 <laughs> and seeing yes. what happens and joe i know you do similar stuff and yes. uh it to me it all just all adds up into like uh, boy pop culture has always been like bad but insane <laughs> but wonderful yeah. and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like the rock and roll right. I could, maybe i gotta post some old rock hall stuff yeah uh, you, sh- you, um, you youtube uh is where you find most of the stuff uh, and they have a pretty decent archive of stuff on their youtube yeah uh, yeah yeah all right i'll get looking yeah and i liked your halftime story to just follow him guys if you like good fun oh yeah check out his you. stories yes. and, and Kristen, of course how can we follow you you can find me at kstud across all platforms you can go to my website hello com. And you can find out about where I will be doing shows. I'm doing shows all the time. Hell we yeah. do shows in New York at the end we of are. the month. Yes. Joe and I are going to do a show together on the 31st. On the 31st at the pit. At the pit. While you're there for the ceremony? Yeah. yeah, two days wow. after. On the Sunday night, the 31st. And then I am doing a show alone, my solo show on the 27th, I want to say, whatever that Wednesday. Wednesday is. I'm doing it at the Norwood Arts Club. Um, and there's information about it at my website. Yeah, and, and we will free. 100% post a bunch of that uh, our dates and stuff when we're in New York. We know a lot yeah. of you will be in New York for Get the induction, real. so that'll be fun. Oh my gosh, are we going to have a meetup for I our mean, podcast? maybe we will. Maybe we should. <laughs> Honestly, it would be so much fun. Reach for out me? to us. Oh gosh, uh, sure. You can, of course, find me at JoeKJoeK on Twitter. JoeQuizzle.com is all my dates and all that stuff. Uh, and then you can email us, rockhallpod at gmail.com or at rockhallpod on Twitter. We love hearing from you. Send us uh, your thoughts on ceremony season. Should we do it? Uh, should I make Kristen do it all over again? No! That'd be funny. I would have to rewatch <laughs> these things again. 
again? Isn't there no. like a DVD of like highlights? That's yes. what you got to order. There's the like DVD. a 19 DVD thing you can you can buy. There you go. Start from Time Life to get us that. Also, if you know a way to get us on the floor at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction yeah, ro- ceremony, yeah. I am very Shoot displeased with our tickets. So we have tickets. I've made oh, no. no bones about it. it I, we're going to be in the second mez. It should also be noted that I did call into the radio. Uh, they're giving away tickets to the induction. I got through. I am on the standby list to maybe get flown out He's to a New finalist, York. He's a finalist, one uh, of 60. <laughs> uh, thanks to K-Earth 101. <laughs> uh, you can, of course, we tweeted out that video. Uh, it's insane. It's very funny. The radio DJ tells Joe to work on his self-esteem. Yes. Uh, it's, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, thanks so much for listening. Send us, uh, do a review on iTunes, five stars only. And in the review so that we know you listen to this episode to review you should put in the review... That Joe needs to work on his self-esteem. That I need to work on my self-esteem. That's great. Uh, Only one comment, but I'm not going to dock a star for it. I just want this for him. All right. Thank you guys again uh, so much for listening. Thank you to Yusu Kim for the music. Thank you to Mike Lloyd for the logo. Thank you to Joe Devine for the equipment. Thank you to Chad Briggs and James Patterson, my roommates, for letting me do a podcast recording straight up in the middle of our home. Uh, hours. For hours and hours. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm Joe Quazala. I'm Kristen Stutter. And who cares? About the rock. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.